You are listening to Revealing Real Estate Podcast, where we dive into getting over your fear of taking risk in real estate and making money while you sleep. I'm Nico Pedizano, your host and real estate guru with over 20 years of experience. It's time to get real. All right. I'm excited to get real on this show today. We got Gary Fuchs on the show. Gary, how are you? I'm doing excellent, Nick. How are you? Good. Uh, for those that don't know Gary, Gary is the co-founder and CEO of A12 Mortgages. You got some really good reputation out there within the industry. You, uh, Your success really shines out there. And I just wanted to uh, make a real good introduction to all the listeners out there that are currently watching. We're going to have a really good program that you guys are offering. And I'm excited to have you on the show to talk about this program because... It is something that is really different. It's the first I've heard of in the industry. And I think a lot of people are going to be pretty excited, especially those that are renting within this market. But Gary, how long have you been in business now? Yeah, so I mean, I've been in the mortgage industry for eight years. Uh, A12 as a brokerage was uh, licensed in 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, since then, we're now across Canada, including Yukon. So we're a nationally licensed brokerage. Uh, we work with pretty much every mortgage lender and product that exists in the entire mortgage broker world. And uh, yeah, very excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Ah, no problem. No problem. Glad to have you. You run this program. It's a co-equity partnership program, uh, basically. Is that what the program's called? Yeah, so there's uh, yeah, co-equity, shared equity. Those words are kind of interchangeable. The concept is very common in the U.S. over the past decade, Australia, but it's very new to Canada. Uh, CMHC came out with a program not too long ago, you know, very limited in what the offering was. It really didn't move the needle for people that needed, you know, uh, more down payment to get into home ownership. So um, these programs are starting to come to the market more prevalently. We're the first brokerage in Canada uh, to be able to get a mortgage product to service this this specific program. And uh, very excited to uh, announce it and discuss it with you. Yeah, it's very new. It's the first I've ever heard of. And, I, and not many other brokerages uh, or mortgage companies actually offer this type of program. And when I heard about it, I was so intrigued about it. And I'm like, wow, this is genius. This is something that is so different, and I think it can help out so many people to actually meet their dream of home ownership. And it allows, basically, people that are in the market that can't afford a full down payment to purchase a house, from my understanding of this program, and, and allow them to get into owning property and getting a partner in there. If they can't come, uh, come down with the, the full downstroke on it, you guys would actually come up with the difference of the downstroke, correct? So you, you become a buying partner for that specific purchaser. That's correct. That's how the program works. So 812 itself is not the co-equity partner. Uh, there's a company out there now um, that is the co-equity partner, and there's more companies coming into the space that we're helping to bring to market. Uh, what 812 does is they find these companies who are willing to be the co-equity partner and help people come up with the delta to get to 20%. So high level, the way the program works is you as the potential purchaser um, do not have the full 20% to make a down payment. Right. Right. So yes. you have to have anywhere from five up to 15% and anywhere along that scale. And then this co-equity partner will come in and provide the difference to get to 20. And then we're the first mortgage brokerage in Canada that actually has the mortgage product uh, for the remaining 80% to help you close that purchase transaction. And that is really interesting. So, uh, and just, just to kind of break down some examples here, if I was somebody that only had $100,000, let's say, to put down on a property, and I wasn't able to get qualified on my own, I would then be able to get your company, uh, who's going to find me a partner um, to come in and come down with, let's say, the other 50% downstroke so that I can qualify on that mortgage. Your lender would actually come up with the difference, and they would actually be part owners in the property. Are they on title for it? 
Yeah, so so quick example. Um, they're not on title, right? The purchaser is the only one on title. So let's use a quick example of a million bucks, which today is not a, you know, it's an average spend for a property, especially in the GTA. Uh, you need 20%. That's the rules. That's the mortgage rules in Canada. You cannot buy a million dollar home today with less than 20% down, uh, but you don't have 20%. So you may be a good income earner, but you haven't saved up enough money, uh, but you have a hundred grand as your example. Yeah. Um, so what this co-equity partner would do is they would come in as a partner with the other hundred thousand to make that full 20%. We would then come in and provide the mortgage for the 800,000 that you need to close uh, the transaction. So because that co-equity partner came in with the other 50% of the down payment, um, they now share in 50% of the upside of that property. Right. So you're 50-50 owners in the upside, but you as the home purchaser are the only person on title. You own the property. You're making the mortgage payments. You know, you live in that home. Is there a time frame that I have to hold on to that property? Yeah, it's a great question. So there's no limit on how long you have to hold on to it for, uh, but that is a 10-year agreement. So you have to then buy out that co-equity partner within 10 years. And there's obviously several ways to make that happen. So if I wanted to, and, I, and I'm just gonna put myself in, in those shoes right now. And if I decided, hey, I buy the property after five years, I feel like, you know what? I, I want to try to do this on my own. I built up equity with inside the home. I decided to sell it after five years. I'm able to get that property and list it on the market, hire whatever real estate agent I want to hire. I have full rights to that property to do what I need to do. You just need to be informed about, I guess, the sale process. And then after it sells, after five years, I can just take my 50%, you take your 50%, or the co-equitor partner takes their 50% on it. Is yeah. that how it works? Yeah, high level. That's exactly how it works. So you would list the property, you would sell it. Uh, in fact, that's a good example of five years. You know, 61% of Canadians that buy their yeah. first home typically, as you know, Nick, make yeah. a change within the first five years. Yeah. So in that exact example, you would list the property, you know, you'd sell it for fair market value on the MLS and obviously you use the OP team to sell it, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and whatever the appreciation was of that net of that gain, uh, you would split it 50-50 with the co-equity partner. And then you would also get back the mortgage principal payments, which is a big one, right? So you've been paying yes. the mortgage every month for that five years. All that money that went down towards paying the mortgage, you actually get that back. The co-equity partner does not share in that. The principal amounts that I was paying out every single month, I actually would get and receive that money back. You Correct. have no involvement on that. Correct. But, but I would be responsible. And I'm just putting myself in those shoes. If I was that person who's coming and looking for a co-equity partner, I would actually have to cover the mortgage payments. Correct. I would have to cover the property taxes. Correct. And all utilities to cover that property. Correct. Yep. So it's as if, it's as if, you know, you, somebody helped you get into that home. You're paying to maintain and live at that home as you normally would. They're just benefiting in the upside because they helped you get in in the first place. Oh, that's cool. It's an unbelievable program. It is. Right? Because I believe in many ways within real estate, we're always looking for, uh, even myself, you know, with a higher level of a portfolio, I'm always looking at finding partners or people to invest with me, right? Finding money is a very important aspect of, of investing in real estate. And when you have those opportunities out there, I truly believe that a program like this will allow people to actually reach their goals and their dreams to get into property ownership. It is an essential part of, of investing into real estate. And I think it's a great opportunity for those that don't have the downstroke because I don't need the full even 10% or, or 15%. As little as five. I can go as little as 5% yeah. on this, right? Yeah. So a, the co-equitor partner yep. would, would actually come in as a 15% owner in on that. Yeah, so if, if, if in that example, you had 5% of the 20% down payment and they came in for the other 15, then they would own 75% of, of that upside, right? Of that upside. Yeah. Um, and if you think about it, you know, I'll, I'll give you an interesting stat that I saw. 
Um, you know, if you're a, if you're a $200,000 family income earner here in Toronto or in Canada right now, yeah. um, and you're saving 10% of your annual household income for that 20% down payment, it's going to take you 28 years to come up with 200 grand, right? Yeah. After taxes, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and, and so 28 years from now, you know, we might be living on Mars with the way things are going. <laughs> so, so it might be a whole different ballgame. It, ball it game. could be a whole different ballgame. But you're let's right. assume everything is the same. That's a long time right? 20 yes. years of renting, that's money out the window that you never get back. Uh, so this is a game changer, right? So this is it ideal is. for those people that are looking to get into their first home. They can debt service the mortgage. They have a good income. They can make those payments. They qualify. They just don't have the, the bank of mom and dad uh, to help them. And that's, that's 31% of Canadians today. They don't have that bank of mom and dad to help them get into that first home. We know that the market's changed right now, right? So we're in a big transition. Values have come down. Have you actually funded any of these mortgages already? Yeah, we've done over 30 transactions in the last three months. I mean, this program's on fire. We, the demand is out the door. And, you know, what's interesting is um, if you look, if you do the math, right? And you, Nick, you know this intimately. If you bought a house kind of at, uh, you know, somewhat near the highs back in January, February, March, and rates were dramatically lower, and you took that same house at arguably a 20 or 25% discount today, Correct. with rates being dramatically higher, yeah. you actually end up paying less over the 30 or 25 years of amortization for that home today than you would if you bought it three, four months ago, even though rates were lower. So I personally feel that what, now is one of the best times to get into the market. And especially with a program like this, if you can actually get in, I mean, yeah, because there's so much right? upside now, right? So much you upside. know, I, I think, you know, maybe there's going to be a couple of minor little drops in the market myself personally. And I think now would be a really good opportunity because the upside on it, if the market does turn and it starts to increase, which I think eventually it will, it's inevitable that the rates will start coming back down. And I think mortgage value, especially in Toronto with the lack of inventory that's currently out there and the huge demand, I believe that if somebody really wanted to start building some wealth and building that goal to really make savings, because we all know, you know, the rich only get richer, you know, based on, on the real estate that they've purchased, right? You know, our jobs, our businesses, they provide a very good lifestyle. They provide a really good living. Real estate is, is going to be a really essential component in my perspective that'll take you to that level where you want to be for saving and retirements, right? Because I think it's the best investment that anybody can make, you know, out there, right? RRSPs to me, you know, whatever. If you have some tax issues that you need to move some money around, maybe they may work, but I really don't believe in them. Uh, I'm not really too savvy in the stock market myself. Anytime I've invested in there, kind of, you know, you know, lost, right? Because you got to know that game, right? You got to be in and out. You got to understand, you know, uh, the inside information of what's happening within that market. Uh, real estate is a lot more simpler. Even if you wanted to get into a property um, that couldn't get you and generate you secondary income by renting out even a basement apartment, that is, uh, is something that I really sometimes highly recommend to people that are looking to get into their first home or to get into buying ownership uh, to a property. My question to you, though, uh, and bringing that up is what happens if I want to or, or somebody wanted to now generate secondary income? Is that an issue for the co-equitor partner? So, look, this program, um, as it's launching in its early days, is designed for people that are going to be purchasing that home as their principal residence. Um, I, you know, there is discussions to eventually open it up to the investor community, and I do believe there's a need for that, and that will happen. Uh, but the goal right now is let's help those Canadians who... Um, you know, don't want to rent and throw that money away every year in rent. Let's get them into their first home. Uh, that being said, you are going to have certain clients that let's say own a condo, they bought a condo and they need to upsize their family. Um, so you can purchase a house 
um, as your principal residence and still keep yep. your condo, right? So the idea generally in the mortgage world is if you're upsizing into a larger property, that could be your principal residence. You can't downsize. That wouldn't make sense. Yep. Um, so this is where people have have a property. They built up equity. And as you said, you know, I do also agree that building generational wealth through real estate is one of the best and, and safest ways to do that in Canada. Um, so this is where if you have people that have an existing property, a condo, a smaller house, can upsize to a larger property and still keep that other property's investment property and generate income. So if I buy that in my primary residence, is there an issue within the contract that'll allow me to not rent it out uh, and get a secondary income within that property itself? Yeah, so I don't I don't think there's an issue right now if you were to rent out your basement just Correct. to have some additional income, um, as long as you're not renting out the property itself, right? As long as you are treating it as a personal residence, which as a principal residence, which many times does happen. You have people that buy a house with, um, you know, with a with a secluded, um, you know, downstairs unit, yep. um, right? Enclosed downstairs unit, yep. separate entrance. Yep. So yeah, you can definitely do that. Just you wouldn't you wouldn't want to rent out the house itself. No, not the whole house itself. Yeah. As long yeah. as you as long as you're there, you're living inside yeah. that property. It's your primary totally residence. Makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense, yeah. right? Because now you can get that secondary income, yeah. which will cover you on those other mortgage Absolutely. payments. And Absolutely. You know, now you're making even more money. I think that's yeah. just a, a no brainer. No yeah, brainer. I think it's a no brainer because now you just became a landlord and now you've become involved in that real estate process. And I think everybody should. And this opportunity allows it to you know because renting the rental market is through the roof. Yeah, you can't hold on to any of our listings that, that we put out on the market. A lot of times today we're getting five, six offers. You know, we're getting single condo, one bedrooms renting out at 2,500, two bedrooms at $3,200 a month. It's like, it's insane. So, so, so that's a great example. And I use that all the time. You know, you rent a condo for 3,000 a month, right? You use that five-year example that you used before. Yeah, you rent yeah. a condo for 3,000 a month. You know, it's 36,000 for a year. It's 180,000 for five years. So five years, you spend $180,000 you know, out the window, for out rent. the window, you're burning right. it, you're right. burning the money. Now, basically. Now yep. let's, let's kind of move that over. If you were to use this program, right. And you were to pay $3,000 a month in a mortgage, even if a third of that $3,000 a month is going towards principal, it's 12,000 a year, it's 60,000 in five years. That's back in your pocket. So you went from throwing away 180,000 in rent to keeping 60,000. That's a, almost a quarter of a million dollar wow. swing. Yeah, right? that's huge. So even that's if huge. the property didn't appreciate in five years, you're still swing, your swing is still 240,000 upside back in your pocket, which I think is massive. Did you think about this program? Was it was this that you created this or was it I've, your partners? Or like, because it just, just to think outside the box like this is, is phenomenal. I think offering a program like this, and I want to highly recommend this to my agents that, if, you know, instead of, you know, for us is a game changer as real estate agents, right? Because we're in the transacting business and we yeah. prefer to, you know, make a sale versus or versus a rental for sure. And now if we can get one of our rental clients to to actually get into home ownership, it's such a win-win on this point, right? Oh, for sure. Enjoying this episode? Leave us a review letting us know what you want to learn next and make sure you're following our podcast to be the first to hear our new episodes every Friday. You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube for full video and behind the scenes access. Look, I, I definitely can't take credit for the program itself. I did not design the co-equity wow. program, but yeah, whoever did uh, is a genius. I tell you that. Yeah, fantastic, <laughs> and it, absolutely. Um, but but what I you know what we did do is we saw the opportunity that it can offer Canadian families, and that's who we deal with on a daily basis across nice. Canada. Yeah. and that's where like you know when we see this every day, right? We get people sent to us every day from all our different realtor partners. You know, we're across Canada. We're we're processing over a hundred uh, new applications a day. Wow, and and. The biggest thing was always been, I just don't have enough for a down payment. I don't have friends that can help me. I don't have family that can help me. So when this came up, it was a no brainer, right? Let's solve that problem. Let's help Canadian families. Let's help them achieve that dream. And we jumped all over it. And there's other companies now coming to the mix 
that obviously want to offer this type of program as well. And, you know, we're at the front lines of that and, and we want to be uh, monumental in helping these, uh, these Canadian families get into their first home. So what happens if the market now has gone down, right? You lose value. I lost, you know, I bought the house in February. Come now, I'm down by 26%. There's struggles. There's struggles in covering those mortgage payments and, yep. and, and the cost of living, as you know, has increased quite a bit. What happens at that point? Yeah, it's a good question. And listen, it's important. It's good that you brought that up, Nick, because it's it's always great when when you talk about rainbows and of course amazing. And but what happens when it's not amazing? Yes. Um, you know, our debt to income levels in Canada go up about ten percent a year. You know, two years ago they were dollar seventy one for every dollar of disposable income. Last year, dollar eighty six. They're expected to go over two dollars. So some people do struggle. So that is a it's a valid question. Um, here's the thing: you're not responsible for any downside right? So if you use that same million dollar property and you bought it for a million bucks and a year goes by, it's now 800, which I don't think it will be, but it's, anything's possible. Yes. You know, if you have to sell, you're not on the hook for whatever that co-equity partner, you know, brought into the equation. You know, you're only on the hook for your down payment. So that property then sold for 800,000. You wouldn't owe any, any additional money to that co-equity partner. Remember, it's not a loan. There's no interest payments. You're not on the hook for anything else. It would just be an unfortunate situation and you walk away from, you know, your down payment, which you would have had to do anyways. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, if you were in yeah. that position, you bought yeah. the house yourself and the market went down and yeah. I can't afford it. And I'm going to take yeah. a lot. And I've, and I've gone through this within the business where people have actually had to sell and, and, and walk away with no money at all. Right. Because they're just, you know, there was no value. They're, yeah. They lost all their equity inside the home. Does the co-equitable partner take over at that point? Because yeah. I, I'm assuming that they wouldn't want to they're not in a position to be in any loss, yep. right? And they would probably hold the property, I guess, at that point. So so the co-equity partner, you know, what they have is they have the right of first refusal. Because right? I just want to understand that's, their position, yeah, right? It. And, they and have the right it. of first refusal. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to, um, if you're going to sell the property and you're trying to sell it for less than what it's really worth, then they have the right to buy it, right? If you're going to, uh, both on the downside or the upside, right? Of course. So if you're yeah. going to sell the property, you know, if the property five years from now is worth 1.5 million, you want to sell it to a friend at, at 1.3, well, they're going to have the right to buy it at 1.3. I mean, that would make yeah. sense, right? Yeah. Um, so that's really the only quote unquote, I wouldn't even call it a hook. I mean, they have the right of first refusal as any partner would in any kind of relationship. Right? Uh, 100%. Yeah, I, I think it's, a, it's like I got into partnership with you, yeah. right? At the end of the day, if I want to sell it and I want to sell it at a discount, well, you should have the right to buy Absolutely. it first at that price, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, it's really and it happens a win-win. all the time. Yeah. yeah, it happens, but it's a win-win for... Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. And, and listen, um, yeah. part of their equation is, you know, in, in any kind of investment structure, you're going to have, you know, uh, expected credit loss, right? It's part of the equation. I mean, the banks do it. Any investment vehicle has it. So, you know, there's going to be times where they do also walk away from the property and it's unfortunate, but again, it's part of the investment strategy. Yeah, so I'm sure you're in that situation right now. Have you had any of those right now where people have had a need to sell at this point in time? We have. We have had one already, and that's exactly what happened. The co-equity partner allowed the sale to go through. They're not taking over the property. They're going to claim it against you know their portfolio loss and move on. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, one out of 30, though, so that's pretty good. That's pretty I'll good. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you're going to get that, yep. right? It's going to happen. Yep. It's part of the... They understand it's the cost of doing business. Yep. I think they understand that the best scenario right now would be a sit and hold, right? If you, if yep. you are at a... At a loss, you know, I, I got caught up in the market in one of my investment properties that I bought. And now this house has actually, you know, gone down by, by over 28%. Uh, but I, I, you know, I have a tenant inside there. They're paying really good rent. You know, it's, I'm actually in the green on, on the monthly income that I'm receiving on it. That's great. Uh, and now it's just a matter of, hey, let me just hold on to the market yeah. because the market will recover. It will come back. It's I, just a matter of time. I 1000% believe that. I mean, you look at the, you look at our immigration numbers. I mean, Nick, you know this. Yeah. Um, from last year to the end of next year, they were predicting 1.3 million new immigrants. Uh, they did 20% of that target in just the last quarter. So we did in three months, what we were supposed to do in three years. 
And they're right? coming to Toronto, right? They're Majority Toronto. of them, they're coming they're to coming. Toronto. They're yeah, coming. I mean, they may be landing somewhere else. They'll in Canada, land somewhere, exactly. But, but eventually, not, they're eventually here. Eventually, they're right? coming here. The big percentage, the, the higher percentage, percentage is coming yeah. to, and then, to, to. And you. then the government just came out and said, twenty twenty five, we're expecting half a million a year, and we lack inventory. We lacked inventory before. Builders are holding back inventory. There's just not enough housing to go around. That's why rental. Prices are what they are. Right? I just don't know where we're going to put all these people, right? When they start arriving in there. Now, majority of them go to rent, yeah. right? So there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, and then, you know, getting them as renters too as well with no credit within the yeah. country and they have to still establish themselves and build themselves. Yeah. It becomes a lot, tough, uh, a lot tougher for them because I deal with even a lot of students all the time. They're giving me, you know, one year full advance payment yeah. up front just to get into properties, right? I just rented a place for my daughter, first year university at Laurier. I paid the full year up front for that condo and believe me, I paid a premium. Yeah, yeah. There just wasn't anything going around. Yeah, there's no inventory. There's nothing there available. I have a question for you because I was going around with my staff, right? I mean, some of them, you know, uh, even one of my agents also rents. Uh, just say, hey, you know, uh, Gary's coming in, right? He's going to be offering this program. Um, what, what what kind of questions would you ask? And, and a great question actually popped up, which I thought was really interesting. If she gets into a co-equity partnership, right, and and she now takes possession of the property, but the property that she buys is older. It needs some upkeep. There's some renovations that are going to be needed. And she spends an extra thirty, forty thousand dollars in into to fixing up the property. Now, when I fix up a property, that value actually will increase. Yep. Does she get that money back on the sale if she decides to sell the property? Uh, can you explain how that'll work if there is if there is anything that's that's stipulated inside the agreement regarding yeah. that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um and right now, with the current program that's out there, um, there is no additional benefit. If you spend your own money on renovations, you would do that if you just want to, you know, have a nicer way to live in that property or it achieves more of your dreams. Um, there are other programs that are coming to market where there there will be some delta for any money that you invest in the property because naturally both partners are benefiting from from that investment and that renovation. Yeah. But currently, it's not there. But there are other programs that are coming to market where that will happen. So I would say right now that based on that, you know, maybe focus on a property that's kind of up to your living standards today and don't look for kind of a, something that you're going to have to spend money on because mm -hmm. you're not going to get the full upswing of, of that uh, expense. If a roof needs to be repaired right now or the furnace needs to be, you, it's, on you. You, it's on you. It's on you. you. It's your job to, yeah. to upkeep that property. As you normally would if it was, you know, your house on its own. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I think I pretty much, is there anything else that you think that is important that we should be mentioning regarding this program, yeah, so, uh, Gary? Yeah, so the other nice benefit to know is um, um, the co-equity partner will also share in their portion of the land transfer tax on closing. Right? Okay, yeah. Which today is not a not a small number. Right? Yeah, it's could not. Be, yeah. Could be twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Well, if you're in the Toronto, you're probably averaging around three percent of that purchase price. Yeah, you so know, a million bucks. In a nine hundred five, you're about one and a half. Yeah, so, so a million bucks, twenty to thirty grand. As twenty to thirty grand, about, yeah. right? So that they contribute their share of that. Legals. Um, uh, not legal. It's just the just the just the land transfer tax. Right? Just land transfer tax. Because you would still have to pay your own legals for closing costs. So I mean, that would be a cost that you incur regularly, anyways. But the land transfer tax is a big one, mm -hmm. right? And um, you know, aside from that, that's it. I mean, there's really no uh, there's no hooks, there's no catches. Um, you know, the biggest uh, thing I hear from people is, well, I don't really want to have an uh, you know someone own the property with me. But uh, my answer to that is 100 percent of zero is zero. So if you can't qualify on your own for that purchase and you're not going to own a property anyways, I mean, this is the next best thing. 
Uh, but I, outside of that, you know, what you see is what you get. Is there any set minimum qualification to get qualified for this program? Yeah. So the only um, minimums are uh, the purchase prices. Um, so the right now it's about five hundred fifty thousand to about two point five million. You got to buy something in that range. Oh wow! Right. So oh, that's, that's a, pretty, a big that's range. A good yeah. Range, Nowadays, right? yeah. A good range. You know, that two million dollars was the old three million, right? So. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, so aside from that, um, the only other thing is you have to qualify for the mortgage, and that's traditional, you know, mortgage qualification rules. Look, high level, I would give you a high level number of five to one, meaning whatever your household income is, multiply that by five. And that's generally what the mortgage amount you're gonna qualify for. And obviously there's, you know, those numbers can go up and down depending on your personal situation, but it's a good rough number to start with. Um, so if you kind of have those two, 550, uh, 550,000 purchase price up to 2.5 million, um, you know, household income multiplied by five, that's the mortgage amount. That'll give you a good starting point to see if, if this is something that's good for you. And then, you know, um, you know, come on over to A12, we'll get you pre-approved, we'll get you pre-qualified and then, you know, make sure that you go shopping, um, you know, with the right, with the right number in mind. And uh, how about credit score? Does it, is it important to have a good credit score? Yeah. So, I mean, credit um, will impact your rate. Right. Um, so the other benefit about this program is currently um, we have this product, the mortgage product on the alt a side of the mortgage industry. So what that means is um, we can actually cater to people that don't have traditional income that have slightly less than, you know, excellent credit. Um, a good example is a contractors, right? So uh, when you're a contractor, generally what you earn and what you declare on your tax returns uh, isn't the same, right? Cause you have yeah. a lot of write-offs, which you should do, which yeah. you, you know, you should do. You should take advantage of, of tax laws and write off that, that extra income. Um, but with the Alta product in the mortgage space, we can actually use your gross business income um, as your qualifying income, as opposed to what you qualify on your tax return, uh, which opens up the door for exponentially more people to get into this program, which I think is a massive advantage. And can more than one person be on that program? So let's say I was, uh, I wanted to get, I, my parents were living with me yep. and I wanted to get my parents on it. They're also renting. Yep. Um, all three of us can be on title absolutely. for that? Absolutely. Yep. So again, as long as you're buying the home for a principal residence. Yeah, absolutely. Good. This is nothing but the timing wise for somebody. And as I mentioned before, earlier on the, on the show is that uh, for somebody who wants to get into the market and, and they don't have uh, ownership, now is the opportunity to do it. And I can't reiterate that even as much as possible because I do believe if somebody was renting out there and, and you really want to start building some equity, um, real estate is the is the is probably the top essential uh, avenue for you to do that. And I think now would be the right time. If anybody's listening to this show, uh, reach out to Gary. 812, uh, your, your website is yeah, 812.mortgage. So 812.mortgage is the yeah. ending. It's not .com or .ca, uh, .mortgage. That is the ending. And uh, we have an apply now button. We have information about the program on there. Uh, you know, message us, reach out to us, call us. Happy to assist you with any of your mortgage financing needs, especially this program. And what I find about interesting with your company is that everything is pretty much digital. You just go online, you fill an application and you, you're getting pre-approvals right on the spot, right? Yeah, it's pretty I mean, quick. It's pretty... Yeah, you know, we're, we're on the front lines of digitization in the mortgage space. Yeah. Uh, we've always been a tech first company. You know, uh, COVID kind of enhanced that, you know, unfortunately, but fortunately, right? Yeah. Um, so again, we have a, a team of, of, of 40, you know, dedicated people at the office ready to service you in real time. So you know, don't have to feel like you can only do it online, obviously online to get started. And then we come in and have those discussions with you. But, you know, we're, we're like your Uber, your skip the dishes. You know, we live in an on-demand society. We provide uh, on-demand advice and uh, happy to, um, you know, take those uh, initial, um, you know, requests online and then jump on a call or a Zoom or whatever it takes to, to help them get that deal done. If, if somebody was just starting out in the mortgage business, right? You know, you got young, inspiring Gary folks that are coming out in the industry, 
uh, and you have such a great success and, and you've done very well for yourself. What kind of advice would you give them for somebody who's starting out in your business? Don't do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, listen. I, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Call you, get a job with you. Yeah, no, look, I, I actually, I actually think you nailed it. You know, you were talking about teams and, and the future. I mean, that that that's here now, right? We're, we're doing this now. I think it's super important that you align yourself with an organization that is ready, willing, and dedicated to provide you training and support. Um, you know, what the real estate and mortgage market is today is not what it was 5, 10, 20 years ago. It's more convoluted. Um, it's, it's, you know, realtors used to call me and say, what's your best five-year fix? That answer doesn't exist today. I can't legitimately give you that answer without asking you 17 follow-up questions. So, you know, align yourself with a group and organization that actually wants to see you succeed, right? Wants to get you to that next level. And, and, and if you do that, uh, I think that's your best chance to actually make that happen. Trying to mitigate the waters on your own or not having the right, you know, organization that cares about you, wants to give you that path. It'll be very difficult in today's environment. I believe in mentorship. I believe in, in having somebody to guide you, right? Because when I started out, I started out with a company and they said, you know, they threw me into a swimming pool and says, go swim for yourself, right? And I'm like, guys, I don't know how to swim, right? And they're like, well, you know, you're on yeah. your own, yeah. you know, fend for yourself. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so what I do? So I walked over to one of my fellow agent that was with next door. He's more seasoned. He was like 20 years in the business. I said, you know, how do I start? What do I start doing? He goes, hey, you see that Yellow Pages book? Back then, it was the Yellow yep. Pages. He yeah, goes, get that well. Yellow Pages, pull out a street in an area that you really know, and start calling every single buddy on that street. Absolutely. And I would just sit there and grind and yeah. grind and grind. People don't realize the sacrifice that I made, but I wish I had somebody like myself, yeah. you know, a team leader that was was able to give me the guidance and show me the, the right way because I'd be so much further ahead today, right? I truly feel yeah. that at least I would advance myself at least by five years, right? So. I, I think that's my biggest advice for somebody. Yeah, I have the same story. I mean, when I started, I worked seven days a week uh, for the first six months, and I worked six days a week for the next three years, right? So it was wow. after three and a half years that I took my first Saturday off. Um, and one of the things that I think on that note is, you know, you can join a team, but if, you know, like yourself, Nick, you're a mentor now, you're helping other agents, or you, you know, you're focused less on the day-to-day -day transactions because your goal is to help others and enable others to be successful. It's the same thing on the mortgage side. You know, there's a lot of brokerages where the principal broker uh, is also transacting every day. So it's like you're constantly trying to pull their coattails to get information out of them. You got to find a team where they actually are set up to help you with the education and training and not yeah. like they're doing their own transactions. And by the way, I can answer a couple questions for you when I'm free. That's not a successful model. So pick someone that actually has that uh, roadmap set up where they can be available to you to help you and train you and educate you. That that's very important when you pick that right team. It is, it is. And having somebody available, you know, through those costs, like for myself, I actually, you know, still hands on if, if an agent wants to go to, to, to evaluate a property, I'm actually going live to the presentation yeah. with them to show them how I do the presentation. Yeah. And then we'll come back to the office. We'll sit back and say, Hey, yeah. this is why I did what I did. And this is why I presented this way, right from A to Z so that, you know, and, and present that is everything, right? And that is key because it, it's, it's pretty easy to get the appointment, but closing that appointment is probably going to be the biggest tool that you're going to have in your tool bag as a real estate agent, yep. right? And mortgage industry is the same thing, right? Same. We're in the relationship building same. business, right? And same. and it's all about making sure that we have as many conversations as we can. Yep. And it's on a constant basis. More yep. conversations we have will lead to more signed contracts. More signed contracts will lead to more money within your hands. And that's just kind of, you know, the simple mathematical basic equation that I think will always exist. But now, again, with podcasting, social media, and yep. getting, getting yourself involved in there, there's so much work involved in, in, in becoming an, a successful entrepreneur and, and the amount of money that you need to spend, 
you know, in marketing and advertising is a huge component. So my thing is most people don't treat it like we treat it. And I feel that, and, and we treat it as a business, yep. right? Uh, I'm definitely not going to be able to do all the administrative work. So I'm going to hire somebody to do yep. the administrative work, yep. right? Uh, and I'm sure you have your assistant or you have your back end that's covering all that stuff so that you're doing the high level volume task that fit those face-to-face meetings, right? That's where, that's where you are important right here, having these conversations, right? Yep. Yeah, you have to free yourself up. You have to align yourself with the right um, partners in your business that are that are really good at what they do. Um, and if you have good people around you, you know you're doing it. I see it firsthand when I walk in here, and I, you know, when I speak to you. Um, if you have the right people around you, it's inevitable that the business will grow successfully. You're a busy guy, Gary. How do you manage your time? Uh, I don't sleep. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 you seem like one of those guys that you're just very dedicated to your craft. Super dedicated. Super dedicated. Yeah. And, you know, you, when you put your mindset to something, you're just going to go and you're going to achieve it and you're going to attack it. I'm sure you're doing it with a lot of passion as well. I'm sure you love doing what you do every single day. Just, you know, time blocking is something that's really essential and really important. Being so busy, how, how do you do that? Yeah, I mean, look, I have a growth strategy just like you, Nick, right? I wake up. But the thing is, I'm, I'm so passionate about the business that I literally think about the business in my sleep. Like, I kid you not, I'll wake up, you know, at three o'clock that a, a thought came in and I got to write it down so I don't forget. Do your best thoughts come in the, in the evening when you're going to sleep or at night? Because I don't mind do. That's why I'm saying that. I have a journal that I put at the side of my bed that as soon as I get a thought or an idea, I have to write it down because yeah. by the morning I'm forgetting about it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm probably asleep by 9.30 or 10 o'clock, but I'm up at 4.30. So oh, my, you're disciplined. Yeah, I just, I'm just a morning person. You know, some people are evening people. I'm a morning person. Uh, my best thoughts come when I'm kind of on the road or in between appointments when I'm actually driving and, and my brain can think. Because, you know, in the middle of day-to-day with things moving so quickly, it's hard to actually sit back and think. So whenever I have a free moment where my mind can wander, that's where a lot of the good ideas come in. And like you said, write them down, you know, set up a strategy, implement them. But um, the biggest thing is be passionate about the business. If you're passionate about the business, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn, you're going to pivot. But if, if you're not passionate about the business, it's hard to reach that next level. That's, that's the biggest takeaway that I can give uh, people like really love what you do. The, the, the money and success follows yeah. that passion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I don't make, don't make it about the money, right? No, the money will become a byproduct. That, that's why I said, right? when you and said, you know, what would you tell someone? I said, don't do it. Cause that's the biggest thing. Most people come in and say like, I want to be a mortgages cause there's so much money to be made just like real estate, right? Correct. It's the wrong yeah. reason to get in. It's the wrong reason to get in, right? You got to put the client first, have to do it about that. Have to wake up every day, have the right mindset to enjoy it and then take it from and everything else. All the success will follow that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Gary, listen, I think this has been a pleasure to have you on the show, man. It's, it, you have a great product. I hope that listeners that are listening out there that, that don't own uh, a property yet, this is a program that they should really get in touch with you about. I really believe in it, and I really want to have you on the show to discuss this because I'm thinking, wow, this is, this is a game changer. Game changer for real estate agents yep. to get their clients. So if there's real estate agents that are actually listening to the show, and I'm sure there's going to be a few of them, it's open to, to anybody to really reach out and, and bring their clients to you, right? Yeah, I think, I think and I think you'd agree with me, Nick, Right now is probably one of the most important times in, in, in our industry that realtors and mortgage agents work closely together um, because of all the moving parts and all the different programs that people are not privy to and how to get in, how to get qualified, the right offer. So yes, uh, please, we work with you know thousands of realtors. Uh, please reach out, happy to, to service your What's clients. What's the best way to reach out to you, Gear? Yeah, so just the website, it's the number eight, the word 12 dot mortgage. Um, we're all on there, contact us, reach out, happy to help anybody and everybody who needs any kind of advice. That's awesome. Well, Gareth, thanks again for having you on the Thank show. You for being and, here. Uh, and I appreciate you, uh, you coming by. I appreciate you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Looking to buy or sell? Call a team you can trust. Don't believe me? Our Google reviews say it all. Put us on your lawn, your house will be gone. The OPteam.com.